0: Talk 1110-993-WBT, The Pete Callender Show, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. If you want to uh, register your opinions here about the sheriff's debate, the uh, local chapter of the FOP hosted a debate last night, moderated by Brett Jensen. The incumbent, Gary McFadden, his two challengers, Gina Hicks and Marquise Robinson, uh, they all squared off. There's no Republican running. So one of these three candidates are going to be the sheriff. Well, obviously, one of them already is the sheriff. That's Gary McFadden. And he says that's why he should win re-election, because he's the only one who knows how to be a sheriff, because he's the only one who's been sheriff. He wasn't sheriff, like, forever. It's actually, I think, his first term. Right? Four-year term. So 2018? Yeah. So, uh, so that's it. So he says he's battle-tested, and uh, he's better than they are. So... A couple other questions that were asked uh, about long wait times at the intake desk. Uh, they they were asked about their goals in the first one hundred days. um also, they were asked, is it possible is it possible to uh, keep the uh, the jail one hundred percent safe? Is that possible? And I think we can all agree that you know, technically, no, you can't have a, uh, any facility that's 100% safe. You can get pretty close, though. But there's always going to be something what engineers like to call beyond design, you know, where it's beyond the ability, sort of like 9-11, it was beyond design. Or airplanes crashing into nuclear power plants. These things are beyond design because you don't consider that sort of thing uh, when designing to, uh, you know, a structure to build. Um, well, most structures. So is it possible to make the jail 100% safe? That was the question. Oh, hang on a second. Hang on. I pulled the plug on my laptop. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. So unprofessional, Pete.
1: That's a question for Mr. McFadden. I was not given a reason.
0: Oh, and that's the last bite. Oh, my gosh. It's just a train wreck. I'll just go over here to Jim and take a call. Hello, Jim. Welcome to the show. What's up?
1: Hey, Pete. Hey.
2: I've been saying for decades now that DC is out of control because of the amount of administration, money, you name it deep state I think they call it. Well, in Charlotte mecklenburg peak, we're quickly approaching that status. It's a joint uh, three to four billion a year enterprise now and now in just two weeks we've had two episodes from the t- one of two of the main employees of the system, the guy at CMS, and now here's the guy, the chief sheriff, and um, <coughs> it demonstrates to me that the system's out of control. Uh, I don't know how else you can label it. Well, this so bad he... guy yeah. is an a hole to be kind.
0: Well yeah uh, that's uh thank you for at least cleaning it up to some degree for FCC purposes. I do appreciate that Jim uh, uh, you could go with the word jerk instead or or maybe well, uh, a hey orifice if you will uh yeah, no, he does okay, convi- that. yeah, yeah he he definitely exudes this arrogance and dismissiveness of concerns and criticism it 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 just he just exudes it and um and I don't know if that's because he had his no, I do know actually, because I've seen him in front of the county commissioners a couple weeks back. And this is the this is his style. This is his personality. And I I imagine that it would rub me the wrong way if I was his employee too.
2: Yes, and why, as a lifelong taxpayer uh voter, should citizens of Charlotte Mecklenburg be required to put up with that kind of personality? Why?
0: If they want it. Maybe they want it.
2: Well, some of us don't.
0: Right. No, I agree. I, I don't either. I, I am now in the, like, I, I, okay, if I have to pick, which I am deciding on what primary I'm going to vote in, and this might be the race that, that pushes me to go vote the Democrat primary, and I will vote against the sheriff because of his well, performance in this debate and what I saw from him at the county commission meeting.
2: Well, Hillary Rodham Clinton in 2008. <laughs> Got me out of the Republican Party, and I became unaffiliated. Mm-hmm. I knew what she was. I had no idea who Barry, who Barack Hussein Obama was, and I still don't know who he is. But I wanted to vote for Hillary. Mm-hmm. I knew who and what she was. So yeah, I think I might be voting in this this uh, sheriff primary.
0: Yeah. All right, Jim. I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. You bet. All right, man. Take it easy. Let me see if I've uh, collected myself appropriately and gotten the sound bites. Thank you, by the way, also to Jim for giving me time while he was talking to... Go and uh, re-rack the audio clips. All right, let's see if I have uh, succeeded in not embarrassing myself for a third time.
1: We've done a lot of it while I was at the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office. And for 18 years, shanks and things of the like were at minimum. So we were proven successful in controlling shanks. But I do not think that there's a 100% foolproof way um, to prevent contraband in the facility.
0: Right, I think that's fair. Can you make the jail 100% safe? And she's saying no, McFadden agreed. It's not possible to keep 100% of the shanks and contraband out of the jail
3: contraband will always come inside the detention center but here's where you stop most of the contraband is you talk to your staff about processes procedures and protocols so each so i sent out a memo for for my staff to look around and see what you're missing contraband not only comes inside the detention center it is made from the detention center whoa 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 whoa
0: staff hey all of you detention officers been working there for decades did you know that Did you know that before that memo went out? Were you aware that inmates, oh, sorry, residents, the sheriff likes to call them residents, not inmates, but were you aware that these people who are being held against their will, um, they could make weapons out of stuff from around the jail itself? Thank God you got the memo. Man, imagine how much contraband could have been swept up if This memo had been written decades prior.
3: With molding, with light fixtures, with broom handles and mop handles, and stuff that you don't commonly think about. So these are the efforts that we are doing now, and we are doing a great job, even to where the residents, because we do not say inmates, bring us contraband in the form of shanks now. Because they also want to be safe inside and don't want to get hurt, but they do have contraband there. But contraband is made from a very old jail, detention center at the Mecklenburg County Detention Center. So removing the molding and stuff from around the ceiling and the doors is a problem because we have an old detention center and we have talked to the county manager about these renovations.
0: Oh, that's going to be a fun fight. Hey, we need some money to uh, renovate the jail. Just a couple weeks ago, the county commissioners were tooting their own horns about how they killed a previous bond referendum proposal that would have built a new jail. Because they didn't want to build more jails. Yeah, but good luck on the renovation pitch. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Email is Pete at The Pete Calliner Show. The phone number is 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. And remember, get on to the Twitter machine if you are on there and uh, follow me at Pete Calendar. Uh, All So, Oh, and remember, get the podcast, too. You can get it at WBT.com and the Pete show.com. Got all the platforms. Whatever one you want to play it on is fine. Doesn't matter to me. The first hour has actually gone up. Bernie has been uh, working diligently to make that happen. Is it already up? It is up. There you go. See? Ask and you shall receive, just like that. So uh, the first hour is now up. All right. So we're going over the debate from last night between the three Democratic candidates for Mecklenburg County Sheriff. One of these People will be the sheriff. One of them already is, Gary McFadden. Two former deputies, uh, you got Gina Hicks and Marquise Robinson are both running against him in the primary. And Robinson, uh, they were all asked, is it possible to keep 100% of the contraband out of the jails? And uh, so far, McFadden and Hicks agree, no, it's, it's not possible to get 100%, but Hicks says, we can do better," Robinson said. "This is where his experience working in the jail counts. When
3: this administration took over,
0: they canceled our 14-man squad. Our 14-man squad, the their the job title was only to go throughout the jail, selecting pause to go shakedown. Any correction would tell you you have to do shakedowns. If you stop shakedowns, the inmates know they can hide stuff. We do use the term inmate." If you look at that handbook, it is still called inmate handbook. No. A resident is an individual with the keys to the house, not an inmate. Oh. A resident is an individual that, that's there to stay long term. Oh, my gosh. What a, great, what a great response. I mean, he mangled the end of it. But what a great response to this stupidity of we call them residents, not inmates. Total virtue signaling crap. That's what that is. And Marquise Robinson is exactly correct. There is a difference between a resident and an inmate. A resident has the keys to the front freaking door. They can leave whenever they'd like. So no, they're not residents. Come up with a different word. I don't care. You want to signal that you respect all of the inmates, sorry, all of the people in the jail. Fine. You got to come up with a different word, but resident has a meaning, but he is a progressive sheriff after all, and progressives do Uh, You know, they they do molest the language. That's part of the jam. Not an inmate. There's no way to keep all contraband out of the jail. But what you
3: saw during this last four years is totally, totally unacceptable and lies on one person.
0: That would be the sheriff. Um, And then Gina Hicks followed up, pointing out that when she was running the jail prior to McFadden firing her before he even got sworn into office after the election, She said we did control it. So if it seems out of control right now, uh, when she was running the show, they had it under control. And, yes, they were doing the 14-man squads that were going in and doing shakedowns and basically searching people's cells to find the contraband. Um, Next question. Is the staff safe? inside the jail
1: not only are they not safe they feel as if they're undervalued and their concerns are not being heard and those are the reasons that your staff members your resources your county resources are now in gaston county and cabarrus county and they're continuing to leave as of last week as of last week. They're not safe, they feel undervalued, and they're leaving. McNamara County is the third highest paying law enforcement agency in the region. To go to another agency is going to subject employees to a significant loss in not only pay but benefits. The fact that they are leaving and going to those agencies means they are running for something at all costs. No, they are not safe in the facility, nor are they valued.
0: There you go. So that's Hicks making that the primary focus of her campaign. The staff at the jail is not safe. They are not treated well by the sheriff. And throughout the debate, little little tidbits would sort of bubble up. Comments would be made by the the two challengers to McFadden. And, again, I have no inside knowledge of this. I'm just recently back, so uh, I don't have sources inside the detention center that are able to tell me about all of these things, which, by the way, if you want to shoot me an email, it's Pete at the PeteCalendarShow.com. I will protect your anonymity. But uh, it sounds like Sheriff McFadden has a pretty difficult time managing staff. It sounds like he's brusque, he's abrasive. He can be condescending and arrogant, as he was last night. What I saw on display in that debate, and by the way, this is also why I am critical of Congressman Ted Budd not debating McCrory and Walker and Eastman. It's because I want to get a measure of the man. Don't you? That's important. If you come across like McFadden comes across in these debates, that's not good. It's not good. Now, will there be enough Democrats that want to break ranks with McFadden? I don't know. I don't know. But McFadden responded to these attacks about uh, staffers not feeling safe. News Talk 1110 99.3 WBT. So both of the two challengers to Sheriff Gary McFadden, Gina Hicks and Marquise Robinson, said no. The staff at the jail, the Mecklenburg County Jail, they are not safe under this current administration. And then uh, Gary McFadden, the incumbent sheriff, responded.
3: Well, you think about is any jail safe in America? And so we're talking about safe. Has it ever been safe? And when we talk about my two candidates, because there's only really two, one candidate and uh, two candidates together.
0: What? Wait, okay, wait a minute. What? This First off, and this answer goes on for about two minutes, and you're going to hear there are a lot of... Well, let me just say it this way. He could have gone down the college dorm room bong session philosophical debate about what is safe really man he kind of started down the path you're going to hear it. he keeps peeking down that path but essentially he's like no you know 100 percent safety is an illusion you'll never be able to get it so it's not safe so what's safe who how do we really know what safe is what what, what is the definition of is what does is mean This is, he does not come off sounding good in this. But then he starts here with, like oh, there's two, there's two candidates. He says, my two candidates, but there's really actually only one. Like, well, who's the one that you... Because there are two people sitting next to you. Although, if he doesn't recognize the two people sitting next to him, that they are, in fact, human beings sitting next to him, maybe there's something more to that college dorm bong session
3: idea if mr robinson has all this knowledge why didn't he come and talk to me i'm 10 feet away from his door but he never came and talked to me with all these ideas about safe
0: um hang on they get into this a little bit later i'm going to jump ahead and just give you the spoiler here which is nobody wants to talk to you that's apparently the uh that that's the sentiment nobody wants to talk to you you're mean to them (laughs) that's that was the sentiment expressed that i saw last night staff is leaving because you yell at them you degrade them you condescend to them you're arrogant you you don't want to take anybody's suggested solutions but then demand that they make solutions suggestions that's what I got from the meeting or from the debate last night so maybe the guy didn't want to walk 10 feet down and down the hall to talk to you because if he had said something to you that uh, what did you call it uh, in the earlier answer about your vision how if you're not on board with my vision, then you're not on on board with my mission, so you need to go. And he's already fired people. He fired Gina Hicks before he even got in the door for political purposes. And that's what he dressed it up as this idea that, you know, you're not on board with my mission and my vision. Well, if I walk into your office and I say, hey, staff doesn't feel very safe because some of the changes you have put in place. Well, that's that's my job, right? I'm going to get fired, too, because now I'm not sufficiently on the same page with your mission. People don't talk to you about this stuff because they're terrified of your response. That's what I got from the debate last night. See, that's why
3: debates are important. You have to understand the culture of the the correctional facility. Is any jail safe? Well, it's safe today because nobody is hurt. It has been safe since November 2nd because there has not been one violent assault in mecklenburg county detention center since november 2nd now mr robinson or hop on that, that somebody got something throw it on him but that's the nature of the detention center
0: and uh, yeah i mean that's true people get poo and pee flung on them all the time and ejaculate yeah uh, yeah th- this this is what the residents this is what they do well i mean they are residents and they don't have keys to the front door so i guess they kind of they get a little stir crazy so so there are incidents of Detention officers having various material flung at them. But McFadden doesn't count that as something that would undermine safety. Which is interesting. Because I think that there is some stuff that you could fling on people that might actually carry some sorts of you know pathogens, don't you think? But I guess that's... I guess it's not a broken bone or something. It's not a it's not a violent physical attack, right? That that leaves somebody bloodied and cut up. So I guess it, I guess that's different.
3: There's always been the nature of the detention center, but simply wanting to go back to the old good old boy culture, you can hear it in their voice. Whoa. We don't want change. Well, I want a safe detention center, but it takes the residents, which I will give them that respect, and the staff working together. When you have residents turning in shanks, that is making our detention center safe. So can they say that the jail or detention center has ever been safe? They'll tell you yes. But why does people continuously die on my watch and their watch too? What? So is So can we use the word safe in that manner, or is it safe as we can expect? in a correctional facility with people coming in with very serious charges. So it's safe, it's safe. If it's so safe, when they were there, why didn't they let more people out to the safety of the streets? If it's that safe. What? No correctional facility is total safe. It's safe as we make it each and every day. But it also takes the staff and the residents and the detention's office to work together. To make the jail safe. And that is what we're doing. November 2nd. You won't hear that many times. November 2nd. We want to dance around that. And we did take away what they believed that was working. Because they violated rules and regulations against a female. So yes, I dismantled the team.
0: The 14-man team that was going around finding the contraband. He dismantled that because they had an infraction. And so he just scrapped the whole team? That's... That seems weird, right? Why would you get? Why would you disband the entire team for one infraction? Unless you wanted to just disband the team, is that really what was going on there? And then, of course, you get a rise in the number of uh, contraband items being collected. And gee, maybe that's got something to do with the fact that you got rid of the fourteen-man team. But no, I'm sure you can totally count on all of the residents to turn in all of their shanks. It'll be like a gun buyback program. This is the, this is, I mean, really, it's the population that is most likely to turn in their weapons. Really, if you think about it, the folks at the, the residents of the jail, of all the cohorts of the, of the general public, right? The people who are in prison, in jail, I should say, uh, being held on charges for usually violent behavior. Uh, they are the group that is most likely to turn in the weaponry for free even if it means they might not be able to defend themselves. I don't see anything wrong with this strategy whatsoever. Is any jail really safe? What does safe even mean, really, when you... do you think about it like what is it what does that even mean man safe safe that was the vibe i got from sheriff mcfadden's answer on that one from the debate last night um now what's interesting is that he's making this argument while being challenged by two of his former Uh, Well, one of his former employees, a deputy of 25 plus years who worked in the jail, as well as Gina Hicks, who ran the jail under McFadden's predecessor. So he had to fire her immediately when he won, even before he got sworn in. She worked in the jail for almost
1: two decades. I don't know where Mr. McFadden has been, but we were safe. At the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office. This is new. This is three, almost four years old. It is unheard of in the history of this Sheriff's Office for the state to come in and say we have all of these safety deficiencies. It is unheard of for all of these staff members to walk out and go make $40,000 less at another agency and give up all of their incentives. It's not made up. It's not Safe. Sure.
3: Well, I thank Mrs. Higgs for bringing that up because here's what she did not know. She went under these rules, these are the old rules. So imagine the state changed the rules in the middle of COVID. April, the state changed the rules, so these are her rules that she was under. So guess what, the rules have changed to be these rules. Nobody told us, nobody told my staff. They don't even know about it. So she's talking about the guidelines that she came under, but I had a different guidelines that they took three days to even send to me because they don't even have a copy of it at the state. What? So what they failed to understand, and I thank Mr. Robinson for pointing out a minor problem, which is several people retiring or several people leaving. Oh, well, he may need to read this paper, the Great Resignation, the Great Resignation. Four. .4 million people walked off the job.
0: Okay, so here are the excuses. I also learned this about our sheriff that uh, he apparently really likes to blame forces outside of his control for why things are bad, but he's very, very quick to claim credit for anything good. Like the barbering program to help give inmates a skill that they can use when they get out. That's totally his idea. Now, the mass exodus out of the sheriff's office under his new vision and mission of progressive sheriffing, totally not his fault. That's COVID. That's all COVID. Marquise Robinson, he said that the sheriff's office is losing roughly 28 people a month. Now, I'm not the best at math, but one, two, three, carry the six. That's like one a day. That's a person a day. He said they lost 345 people last year alone. 275 of them were jail staff. They know they're not safe. They know they're not respected. This was Marquise Robinson making this argument. Then Gina Hicks comes back at uh, McFadden in answer to this. This uh, I don't even know what it is. It's not an allegation, but you know oh, what she doesn't know. Like, first off, you should never you should never uh, project that upon somebody in a debate, especially a political debate. Because chances are the person does know the the thing that you think they don't know and you don't know what they know or don't know. But the fact that you would presume to have that kind of level of knowledge of their thinking, first off, makes me concerned about all of the homicide cases he investigated. But it also makes me think that there's something else going on there. How could you possibly know what she does or does not know? You fired her four years ago. And so you're thinking that she's just operating under this old book of rules, but they changed the rules. And then some people didn't give me the rules and I didn't know about the rules. And I have some people and they were unaware of the rules too and rules, rules, but she doesn't know. Yeah. Except for the fact that she's actually been working At the Gaston County Sheriff's Office. So she... Does know the
1: rules. Sheriff McFadden said, "I wasn't aware of the new standards that were given to you. Um, just so you know, when I was removed, I went over to the Gaston County Sheriff's Office, and the standards do not change from facility to facility. So we were aware of the standards and follow those over at Gaston County Sheriff's Office, as should have been done at the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office. Oh. Um, in terms of safety, I don't know if you realize it, but it's your role and your duty as the sheriff to make sure both those." Staff and those inmates are safe. Excuse is unacceptable.
0: That's Gina Hicks. Let's go over here to Rob. Hello, Rob. Welcome to the program. How are you?
4: Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you for so very much for giving me a few minutes of your uh, time. Oh, sure. Thanks I just, for calling. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a registered nurse. I've been a registered nurse over 20 years, and I've done my share of correctional uh, nursing. Most recently, I, I worked at a, a state facility in Virginia. I'm not going to name it. Okay. Uh, very dangerous place. Dangerous place and uh, very, very dangerous place for all the people that are there, uh, to include myself. I was a travel nurse, so I'm temporary staff. Right. Uh, you know, the big thing about, uh, you know, uh, you know correctional nursing, politics, politics, politics. And uh, it's really sad to see. I mean, safety is just kind of like put down at the bottom of the rung. It's very dangerous for employees. It's very dangerous uh, for the people that are there that are, you know, that are interned. And, uh, you know, i got to tell you, listening to your debate this afternoon and some of the facts that, uh, you, you know, that you put out, uh, the bottom line is this lady who has been speaking, very, very smart lady. Mm-hmm. I can tell she's very, very dedicated to her, uh, you know, to her job. And she's absolutely right. The sheriff is the ultimate person who's responsible for safety from day one. He, is res- or, he or she, excuse me, is responsible uh, for setting the tone in the facility, when I worked in this facility, uh, you know, in Virginia, every shift that I showed up, my life was in danger. Yeah, no, yeah, my I, life, you know, my life was literally in danger. Rules were bent, sometimes rules were ignored. Staff and I, you know, and I'm not hitting on staff. Uh, They fired several staff for sneaking drugs into the facility. Sure,
0: yeah. No, Rob, I I, got to run. I'm I'm late. I'm coming up on the break. I appreciate it, though. And, yes, people are going to
4: do bad things indeed, but the buck stops at the sheriff's office.